Good morning, everyone. Thank, thank you. Um, well, today we have a special guest speaker, Chad Wheeler. Some of you may know him, some of you may not. Um, for those of you who do not know Chad, he is a 2008 graduate from LCU, Go Shaps. And he is currently serving as the executive minister at Carpenter's Church with his wife, Jamie. Um, I've known Chad for a while. He and I went to school together and um, have had some adventures, one could say. Um, and from knowing him, I, I can say that Chad truly has a heart for the marginalized, and he really seeks to follow Jesus in the dark places of our culture. Um, I have no doubt that you're going to be blessed by what he has to say today, so please welcome Chad Wheeler. All right. Well, it's very good to be with you this morning. Uh, I've been asked to share a few thoughts uh, about my calling uh, and share a little bit of my experience and story. Uh, but I'll, I'll admit first off that the idea of a calling is quite perplexing to me uh, and actually is a source of some frustration for me, especially it is often misused or misunderstood within uh, Christian circles. One of my favorite uh, quotes about calling comes from Francis Chan, uh, who says, isn't it interesting how many people are called to ministry to the suburbs, to the rich, while so few are being called to the poor and broken places of the world? I like this, uh, not just because I can kind of be on the good side of that critique, but uh, I like it, one, because I think it points out uh, a suspicious reality in our calling, and two, because I think it really challenges the authenticity of what we call our calling. How often have you heard people say, I'm just called to a life of poverty. That's my calling. I'm call my calling is uh, to take the job with a lower paycheck. I'm called into relationship with that difficult person that nobody really wants to be friends with. Or I'm called to celibacy. You want to talk about needing a very clear audio-visual calling, you know, that's one of them. But we don't really hear callings like that very often. For most Christians, our calling frequently ends up being that thing we really want to do if it hasn't already been realized yet, which is most often the case. It's that place in life that we assume will be the ideal, the sweet spot, that thing that we've been des destined for. I'll come back to that in just a minute, but I want to tell you a little bit about my experience. Um, I actually came to Lubbock in 2004 before I went to LCU and joined the Adventures and Missions program at Sunset Church of Christ. Um, I was there in training to go serve as a missionary apprentice uh, at a country, someplace around the world is, is very often where uh, these people go. And I was in training, and while I was in school, I was also in a relationship with a girl outside of um, AIM and outside of Lubbock, actually, who I'd been in relationship with before uh, I joined the program. And while I was in school, I really debated, do I stay in school and complete this program and potentially leave this uh, relationship, on, put it on hold for potentially over a year? Um, or do I leave the program and pursue this relationship? And over months of uh, kind of thinking about it, praying about it, talking to people that I respected about it, I ended up deciding to leave the AIM program and pursue this relationship. 
So I left in December and I moved down to Abilene where she was living and started pursuing that relationship only to find that after about five months, the thing just crashed and burned big time. I won't say that God had other plans for me. I won't say that God had another calling on my life or another woman that he had destined me for, even though I'm now happily married to a different woman. I think it just was. And our own brokenness and the sheer difficulty of relationships guided that ship to the bottom of the sea. It was a very difficult time for me, and out of that period, I developed some depression uh, and went through a period where I was self-medicating. That fall, 2005, I came back to Lubbock to attend Lubbock Christian University, and a friend uh, who was living here at the time, not a student here, uh, she was a recovering methamphetamine addict. She said, hey, come check out this church downtown. She brought me down to Carpenter's the first Wednesday I was in town, and I haven't left. It was the most unusual place I'd ever been. Uh, I can tell you the truth that I truly felt very unequipped to be there. Uh, I really didn't have a clue what to do, what to say, how to interact to people. And there were plenty of, the, of other places where I could have gone and naturally fit in and excelled and found peers to be in community with. I stayed at Carpenter's not because God called me to stay or called me to ministry, but because I was in need and Carpenter's helped me experience God's grace. I also stayed because I clearly saw that God cared about this group of people and that something special was happening in that place. It was actually pretty simple. There were and there are many other places that God cares about. And that was the place, but that was the place where I found myself. And I thank God that people there like Jim Beck, who are wiser than me, told me about the value and the wisdom of consistent presence. That's sticking around. In 2007, just after I had returned from five months in East Africa, I had an opportunity to work as an intern at Carpenter's Church. Two months later, I was married to my wife, Jamie, and Lubbock was literally the last place on the planet that we expected to end up. I grew up in New Jersey. My wife grew up in California. Lubbock was not our ideal place to land. But after a few months working as an intern, Jim Beck uh, and other, the other leaders at Carpenters began talking with me about joining the team long term. I heard no mystical voices, except for that of Jim's, and had no supernatural signs. The opportunity was in front of me. It was something I knew God cared about, and as did my wife and I. And I believed I had the gifts, I had gifts that God could use in that place. So we stayed and committed ourselves to five years. We're now in year seven. People say to me all the time, I could never do what you do. And I'm so glad God has called you to that kind of ministry. The implication, of course, is that God has not called them into work with those experiencing homelessness, and maybe that's so. But really, I think when we think about our calling, I think we complicate what it is. And we often end up letting our own interests and our own fears guide us into or away from various vocations. What if our calling is simply to follow Jesus in the best way we know how 
as we respond to the opportunities and needs that are before us. For me, I feel like my calling is simply to follow Jesus. Seven years ago, when I was faced with the opportunity to work at Carpenters, I felt like my calling was simply to follow Jesus with what was before me. My encouragement to you, when you think about your calling in life, because where you are in life, you're thinking about, what do I do? Where do I go? What kind of job am I going to take? What kind of relationship am I going to end up in? My encouragement to you is to seek the heart of God. If we're asking ourselves, what does God think about this thing that I'm looking at? How does God see things? What does God care, care about? And how does he value what's before me? That will guide our steps and guide our decisions. Seek first his kingdom. And I believe the rest will work itself out. Three things I want to leave you with this morning. One is, again, seek God's heart. Don't complicate it. Don't just look for your ideal vocation, place, relationship, but ask, where is the need? Where are the neglected places? If all of our calling is that ideal place, then all of those less than ideal places may be left out. So maybe God is calling us as he shapes our heart to care for those places that don't thrill us, to to stay in Lubbock when we might want to leave, to take that job that isn't the best job because there's something else valuable there. And lastly, wherever you respond, whatever opportunities you respond to, commit. Stick around long enough for trials, for troubles, for tests. Stick around and care for that which God has entrusted to you. Thanks for letting me be with you, and you guys are dismissed.